When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, people? How we feeling? It's Tuesday. Ready? This is how I feel about Tuesday. That's the sound of a cocktail being poured into a glass. Oh, fuck. It's about to overflow. About to overflow. Oh, my God. I think I just wasted half of the drink because I can't pour it properly. I'm, it's one of those <clears throat> weeks where I need alcohol, not like on an alcoholic level, but just on like, I just need it to survive daily existence, which sounds like an alcoholic level, but I need you to understand that I've barely drank, uh, the past few weeks, even through the holidays, I barely had alcohol. Um, weed on the other hand has been the forerunner, the front runner in my quote-unquote vice you know as far as my vices are concerned wait for it three two one oh man I thought it was gonna be a better burp than that that was disappointment so I figured I just deserved a cocktail after being sick for a week I got whatever sort of syphilis disease has been floating around in LA everyone I know is sick when I say everyone I mean everyone sick i was in bed for four fucking days actually five days in bed you guys know i tried to get through all of Dreamcatcher last week sorry that i couldn't do it i was coughing and i thought that you guys didn't need to hear that in your fucking ear you didn't need to hear me fucking coughing so i did that for you um i'm gonna let you motherfuckers know i'm gonna be at upcoming shows this week bloomington minnesota Mall of America, 19th, 20th, and 21st. Rick Bronson's House of Comedy in the Mall of America. Mall, Mall of America. Mall of America. February 9th, 10th, and 11th. Laugh Boston in Boston, Massachusetts, motherfuckers. Spend your Valentine's Day weekend, Conmigo. February 16th, 17th, 18th. San Jose Improv on the West Coast. I can't speak. Nothing new. March 10th, 11th, I will be in Leventown, New York, in Long Island at Governor's Comedy Club. All the dates are available online at jessiemay.com. You can mention this podcast. Email me at sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com, and I give away free tickets to my shows, motherfuckers. Free tickets. Woo, woo. I think I might have a hit of this joint right now. Hold up. My Honey Bear Farms organic weed. Mmm. Oh, delicious. <sighs> delicious. Delicious. I'm going to have a sip of my beer. Mm. 
What are you guys getting into tonight? You working? I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast, the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I've been doing it. This is like my 78th episode. I've decided I'm, I'm going to make a switch. I'm starting a new podcast. I can't really tell you about it yet, but it's going to be really exciting. I'm going to still do Sharp Tongue, but I'm starting a new themed podcast coming up and I think you guys are gonna fucking love it uh and sharp tongue will continue to happen we'll continue to do this I may um shift this one into a movie companion because I love watching movies I watch probably about six movies a week it's what I do when I'm on the road it helps me fall asleep um I get inspiration from it. Ever since I was a kid, my father and I, we'd always watch movies together. And to this day, if you guys have listened to this podcast regularly and consistently like you should, you know that my father and I share a love for movies. And he still to this day calls me when he watches his movies, especially if they're bad. And he'll leave like a three minute long message detailing why the movie was bad. We see everything. We love horror movies. Horror movies are my specialty. Um, ah, that and drinking this delicious beer. What is this? Imperial Stout? Russian Imperial Stout. Oh, God, this is delicious. It's like chocolate milk for adults. But I'm thinking about maybe making this Sharp Tongue a movie companion. We'll see what happens. I'll take an audience poll, see what you guys think. But I will be starting a new podcast very soon i'll tell you what the theme is going to be very soon i'm super pumped it's going to be so much fucking fun um i'll probably have a co-host maybe one of my famous friends that shit is gonna be fun um this beer i really just fucked up the pour hold on A lot of head. That's what she said. Oh, can we stop saying that, please? Can we just stop with the that's what she says? Can we, for fucking Christ? Jesus. I mean, what are we going to do with our lives? Here, Carlin, get out of my beer. I took the dogs to the beach. Sunny California. You know, I needed some ocean in my life. The ocean can calm your soul. It can cleanse your soul. It, uh... There's, it's hard to find like a place where I can bring them off leash. And Carlin, well, he's the sweetest puppy ever. He doesn't get along with every dog. Sometimes, you know, especially if he's with me, he gets a little overprotective with dogs. He's never been in a fight. He's just, my dog sitter calls him emotional. <laughs> he's right here sitting with me. He's an emotional puppy. I got Carlin in a pound in Brooklyn. I think I may have told the story. Uh... I got him at a shelter, Bark Shelter, B-A-R-C, shelter in Brooklyn. I think it's called the Brooklyn Animal Rescue Center. I, I believe that's what Bark stands for. I could be wrong, but it's this very small, privately run, independent shelter in kind of like Park Slope, Brooklyn. And me and my boyfriend at the time were looking to get another dog because we had already had one, Gilda, who we got at a different shelter. Um she was a wild dog and needed a friend and so we went to the this bark shelter it's like bully breeds they have a lot of bully breeds you know breeds that people are afraid of which is just like if you can't control a dog you shouldn't get one how about that 
Same thing with the fucking kid. Okay? Don't make a human if you can't not make it into an asshole. And I realize, you know, not all rearing is your responsibility. Sometimes you end up with a Manson or a Dahmer and, you know, you're just shit out of luck. Okay? But just, if you can't handle training a dog, don't get one. Be responsible. But this shelter, this is me smacking his belly. Here we go. This sh- God, he's such a moose. And the thing about Carlin, he's half pit bull, half boxer. His farts are some of the worst things I've ever smelled in my life. It's It literally smells like a crypt door was just opened and souls are leaking out of his stupid asshole. <laughs> so at the shelter, <clears throat> this was like in 2012, I think I got Carlin, or 2011, uh... They had cages ceiling to floor, probably about 15 cages in there. And they're, you know, filled with boxers and uh, bulldogs, Dobermans, Rottweilers, pit bulls, every kind of quote unquote bully breed there is or there are. They were all barking because they're, you know, they're, they love marketing and they know it's called Bark Shelter and they just want to keep it on brand. No, uh, they're barking because they're in a shelter and they're stressed out. Here's one thing I want to tell people. If you're considering getting a dog, please adopt. You can get any breed in any shelter. Not any shelter, but you, you can find every breed. You just have to do your research. And you should always consider the breed before anything. Because uh, the breed does have certain aspects that are different. You know what I mean? Does, does that, did that sentence make sense? <laughs> Each breed has its own little attribute that's different from the other. So it's just important to know what the breed is like, you know. If you get a Portuguese water dog, you should near live near water. If you get a Great Dane, you probably should be cool with it, you know, being on your furniture. Uh, if you get a small dog, you better socialize that fucker. So it's just, you just got to know your shit, all right? So uh, we're in there, and there, all these dogs are barking, and... It's important to know that the dog's behavior in a shelter isn't indicative of its personality. You got to consider how stressed out that dog is. You don't know where it came from. You know, a lot of the times it can come from an abusive situation. In Carlin's case, they think he was a bait puppy, which sometimes people do. um, They use bait puppies for fighting, for for dog fighting, where they'll use a puppy to bait to... Uh, train dogs to learn how to fight and they and Carlin's pretty submissive for the most part especially as he when he was a puppy Uh, and so they just threw him out they threw they tied him to a tree and let him starve he was completely emaciated people are fucking monsters you think animals are bad people are worse animals than animals because we have you know a brain that functions beyond just basic you know uh, survival it goes beyond that animals aren't as deceitful Nature can be brutal, but I think people are more brutal. Uh, yeah, the weed's kicking in for sure. The weed's kicking in. So, you know, you have to consider the fact that the dog, it can have problems. One of the one of the things I think that deters people from adopting is they're worried the dog's going to come with problems. Yeah, it can come with problems. But I'll tell you one thing. Getting a dog in a shelter is just so much more rewarding and it you're you're doing a better thing because if you if you 
continue to get your dog in like dog, uh, pet shops or from pr- private breeders who don't comply with healthy standards, you're just contributing to a shitty, shady, disgusting industry. And you shouldn't do that shit, all right? Would you get your kid from a dusty place? I mean, you probably would if you're a good person because that's an adoption scenario that, you know, uh, happens a lot. But I'm just saying, you probably should consider where you're getting your animals. You don't need a shiny, brand-new pedigree dog. Shelter dogs may have some behavioral issues, but pedigree dogs have a lot of health issues. I had a pedigree dog at one point, Fozzie Bear. That motherfucker had congenital uh, congestive heart failure, and it cost me over a thousand dollars to keep them alive each month. Good thing I have a big heart, and I'm, you know, dead inside, so I was okay with doing that for a year. But a lot of health issues come from pe- pedigree animals, so educate yourself. I'm about to sip another one of this, a little bit more of this Russian Imperial Stout. Hold up. So just know that. Get a dog from a shelter. It's cool. You can. You'd be surprised at how happy the dog would be will be just to be in a loving home a lot of those problems will go away but a lot of dogs need training so you know just consider that don't just think getting a dog is going to be easy it's not going to be easy but it sure is rewarding i'll tell you bringing all three of my dogs today to the beach we pulled we pulled off on the side of the pch sun is beautiful right on the ocean and they're so damn happy carlin loves running into the ocean the water must have been like 70 degrees maybe even like 40 i don't know i I honestly couldn't tell you the difference excuse me i don't know the difference between 40 and 70 right now but i'll throw the ball a hundred times that dog will jump over waves get the ball and bring it back and they're all just chilling right now because they got a little nature time chaplin met a girlfriend at the beach this little um pomeranian cunt who kept trying to get up on him and he was not having it because bunny is his main bitch and bunny was just like yo bitch you better stay away from my my man and then they had like you know a little cat fight well a dog cat fight over chaplin and chaplin was like yo i'm the best dog (laughs) (coughs) oh man i just coughed and a little pee came out oh man that was really unfortunate. A series of unfortunate events. <laughs> so I um I, I got Carlin and the reason I chose him from this shelter on this particular day when I'm in there with the fifteen cages and all the dogs barking and going crazy is because I would put my hand up to each cage and every dog was barking. And while I do know that dogs are stressed out and it's not necessarily what their personality is going to be once they're outside of the shelter. I did have a lot of dogs up to that point. I had three adopted dogs up to that point. So I had a little bit of knowledge under my belt. And I just put my hand up to each cage just to kind of get a, a feel for the temperament of the dog and me, you know, when, when, when introduced to me in that scenario. Every dog snapped at me. Every single dog. Except for one. One dog, I went up and put my hand to his cage, and he licked it and turned around and showed me his butt, and I scratched it for a couple minutes, and then I told the guy, I want this dog, and now this dog is laying on my floor four years later with his 
fat moose head in his paws looking adorable and uh i couldn't be happier i couldn't be happier it's it's an expensive pet to have for me because i travel a lot i have an amazing dog sitter um who takes him on hikes and he's surrounded by like 30 other dogs when i'm away so i'm sure carlin enjoys that a little bit more it's like doggy day camp when when he's not with me and then i bring bunny and chaplin with me on the road and that's my life with my animals you know what do you want from me? I've always loved dogs and, and, uh, just adopt them. That's my, that's my plight for you guys. Just adopt your dogs. Okay. Uh, (laughs) it's, it's very rewarding and it's cheap. You know, pedigree dogs cost thousands of dollars. One of my friends got a purebred French bulldog, three grand up your ass. That thing had more health problems than, you know, my alcoholic 79-year-old father. So just in, you know, he's close to an adopted dog. (laughs) He's a Sicilian terrier. (laughs) Okay. I had you guys ask me some questions on my fan, on my Facebook fan page. Um, don't forget every Wednesday is weeds day. If you go to my Facebook fan page, facebook.com forward slash comedian, Jesse May Peluso, every Wednesday I do weeds day. Um, and for the most part, it's going to be airing, uh, 12 PM Pacific time, 3 PM Eastern standard. I'm going to stick with that as much as I can. My schedule's kind of cray cray. Uh, I'm traveling all day tomorrow. So I may have to do my weeds day post from uh, a airport bathroom. (laughs) Hey, you do what you got to do. So (coughs) excuse me, check out my weeds day every Wednesday, Facebook live. Um, uh, Every Tuesday, sharp tongue podcast comes out. You guys are listening to it. Please share it, rate it, review it, tell your friends about it. Um, and I am also on Instagram, Jesse May Peluso. I'm on Twitter, Jesse May Peluso. Uh, I'm on Pinterest and, and Tumblr. <laughs> I'm on marijuana right now. Um, let me see. I'm going to my Facebook fan page right now. I'm going to look up these questions you monsters asked me. Uh, every time I post to answer your questions, I'm always like, well, I might regret this. But, you know... I said I'm going to ask and answer. Or I said I'm going to answer every one and I'm going to. Ugh. Blake Sherman, do you miss having bangs? I don't miss having bangs. I had bangs. See, the bang, you get bangs. You're like, I want to change. I'm going to cut my hair into bangs. And the second you do it, you're like, fuck. Fuck. Hey, cool soccer mom look. You know? The only person who's, who's ever looked cute in bangs, in my opinion, is Jessica Elba. But she could be covered in guts and still look cute. So, you know, it's probably just my face. I don't have a bangs face. Dennis Ibarra, favorite piece of wardrobe that your friends, boyfriend, or family hated. You know what? It's funny you should say this, Dennis. I just, uh, during the holidays, traveled through Charlotte and I stopped at a truck stop. And it was one of these truck stops that had like a little gift shop area, you know, with like gloves that have like camo print on them hats stupid sunglasses and i'm a sucker for that type of stuff 
If there's a gift shop in in a truck stop, I'm buying something. And then I saw like this mirage from across the truck stop as I was paying out, as I was cashing out, because I noticed the gift shop as I, I was cashing out. I saw this jacket hanging up on a hook and this jacket, gorgeous, had horses all over it fleece 100% fleece don't want to brag but I'm doing pretty good I bought that jacket and I've worn it way too often and way too comfortably it's basically like the type of jacket your grandma would wear in the house because she doesn't like to put the heat on (laughs) and she lives in like Syracuse when it gets cold so that's my favorite piece of clothing Um, I'm going to wear it all the time Whenever I want, to the grocery store or to a movie premiere. I don't give a fuck. Okay, Dennis Ibarra? Jamie Morse. Who was your first (laughs) adopted dog's name? Was it Fozzie? Was Fozzie my first adopted dog? He was, and he was a pedigree. Um, But he was a puppy mill dog that this website rescued. This website was a... uh, they, They rescued boxers bulldogs and chihuahuas and he was like a pound when i got him a pound of fury um jamie also asked was there ever a point in your life you went by jessica um never my my parents have always called me jesse may for the most part i just am am known as jesse may what is going on with my fucking throat i hate when that happens when you cough constantly and you can't clear your throat, what the fuck? This LA syphilis is really thick, man. Ha ha. Is there a doctor in the house? Rhonda Wolfbauer. Is that a real name? Can't wait to see you Thursday at the Mall of America. Me either, boo. I can't wait to see you. I mentioned you on my damn podcast. Kevin Costello. Did you ever drink up in Oswego or just around Syracuse? Kevin, I grew up in Syracuse. I drank in every corner of that city. My cousin owned a bar called Area 51. It was alien-themed, which looking back is a nightmare. But while you're in it, you're like, oh, my God, am I traveling through the Milky Way right now? I'm 14, wasted, uh, drinking SoCo Lime shots all damn night, dancing to Bismarcky, living the high life. My cousin owned this bar, Area 51, right under the Arthur Murray Dance Studio across the street from Dinosaur Barbecue in Syracuse, New York, and it got raided all the time because there was a lot of thugs and hoodlums that used to come to the club, a lot of gangbangers, and my cousin would throw me in the beer cooler when the cops came. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I was in a beer cooler at my cousin's club when I was about 14 years old. Syracuse, hashtag upstate life. Brad Goldman, what's your biggest fear as an artist and what do... And what do type of impact do you most want your life to have? Um, I think you got a couple too many doo-doos in there, but I get what you're trying to say. My biggest fear as an artist is failure, but that's also my greatest motivation because failure is the only thing that you can, that, that can lead you to success. Yeah, you have to keep failing. Um, failure is the most important aspect of anyone's career in my opinion and without failure there is no success and the type of impact I want my life to have I want to be able to reach people and touch them I mean not like physically or maybe if you if you're into that 
I just want to make an impact on other people's lives. I want to bring joy to people's lives. I want people to heal from their pain through laughter. And <clears throat> I want somebody to clear my throat. <laughs> That's the kind of impact I have. Marcus McQuaid, are your feet tired? Marcus, should I get that? Maybe I'm too high to understand. Kyle Mills. Uh, you know, it's one of those things I'm going to get later when I'm off the podcast. I'm like, son of a bitch. Kyle Mills, what was your most memorable memorable set and why? Um, One of my most memorable sets was I was performing in New York City a few years back, the um, City Winery. And there's two performance rooms. Uh, I was in one of them. And in the other room was Paula, pa- Paula Poundstone. I don't know if you guys know her. She was popular in like the late 80s, early 90s. And her and I were both performing simultaneously. And there was a door that separated the two rooms. And the waiters and waitresses had to keep going through it because there was a little hallway where the credit card machine was. So they had to keep going through there to put orders in and to cash people out. So every time the door opened, the ambient noise from either room would spill across. You could hear laughter. You could hear pieces of jokes. So I was doing so well that my room was interrupting Paula Poundstones. And so she came through the door into my showroom with her cordless microphone and her audience in the other room could hear her. They just couldn't see her. And she was just like, what the fuck is going on in here? What is going on in this room? And I was freaking the fuck out because, you know, as a kid, Paula Poundstone, I watched, you know, I watched a lot of her stuff on, on, rerun a lot of her comedy specials and you know it's just one of those things like back in the golden era of comedy one of these people who was doing it when it was more glamorous and when it was you know when people became rock stars when they were stand-up comics I mean that still happens today but there was something special about that era the 80s and and even in the 90s when people were doing comedy and it just was a cool thing to do I mean now it's becoming that again but she was of that era and it was just such a cool moment because her and I talked back and forth on these microphones in the middle of my showroom and I was like yo you're Paula Poundstone she's like yeah you're interrupting my show and I was like you're you're interrupting mine she's like there's too much laughter going on in this room and I can't believe I'm saying that it was it was pretty fucking amazing um I have it a recording of it I'll have to see if I can find it Daniel almost 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 favorite sexual position I mean really Daniel I mean who knows sexual positions uh you know it's just kind of ridiculous um you know I just don't understand uh why people are into that but my favorite is reverse sugar flyer with uh a little bit of a missionary dismount it's it's a very uh complicated position <laughs> Kyle Mills again how often do you get back home to Syracuse uh as often as I need to Kyle you're gonna stalk me at the airport you fucking creeper no I'm there every Thanksgiving I perform at the funny bone every Thanksgiving and then I try and get back a couple other times throughout the year I'm trying to get back a lot more now because my nephew is almost one and I don't want to miss all his milestone moments But only a handful of times. It's tough. It's a long flight. I'm trying to get Joey P to come out here. Justin Cresswell. Do you rip your own jeans or does someone do it for you? <laughs> well, I rip them with my own farts. I'm just kidding. That's not ladylike. 
Uh, I don't rip my own jeans. I don't, how do you know my jeans are ripped, Justin? You and Kyle, you guys are sneaky. Um, Austin Black, will the Cowboys win? I don't give a shit, Austin. How about that? Uh, Lu- Lucia Pinon, how old are you? I'm 34. How old are you, you cutie pie? I see that photo. Uh, Yvonne Keniston, what's one joke that you never get sick of telling? You know, you know, uh, Yvonne Keniston, sometimes as a comedian, you get sick of telling every single joke, but the key to make a good set is to perform it like you love telling it. And for me, it's hard for me to not stay true to my mood, but I love performing and so I love telling all my jokes when I'm being true to myself in that moment. You know what I mean? Like just realizing what a gift it is to do what I do and, and, and how fortunate I am to have the life I have. So I try and let that permeate through my performance. I mean, it's like every job. Sometimes you get tired. Sometimes you're traveling a lot. You know, sometimes you're missing your family and you're missing important moments in other people's lives that matter to you and you're performing instead. So it's hard to quiet all the noise, but it should be that I don't get sick of telling any of my jokes. How about that? Blake Sherman, who is the best stand-up comic you have you ever seen perform in person? <sighs> That's tough. I'd have to say Joan Rivers. I uh, saw her a few years ago in New York, and I just was blown away, blown away by her. It just, how fast she was, fast on her feet and energetic and relentless and unapologetic and just raw and uh, just perverse. Loved it. Blake Sherman, you asked like 37 questions here. Best concert you ever went to? Sharon Lois and Bram Elephant Show. (laughs) New Kids on the Block. Uh, Every concert I've ever gone to is amazing because I've only gone to like four favorite rock group blake sherman again led zeppelin all day every day classic rock motherfuckers that's right hey hey mama said the way you move gonna make it sweat gonna make it groove Um, Blake Sherman, iPhone or Droid? iPhone. Blake Sherman, favorite rap group? Oh, that's tough. That's tough because I grew up on 90s hip hop. Mob, mob, uh, mob Deep, Gangstar, Brand Nubian, EPMD. Uh, I love Tupac. I love Nas. I, I can't, Wu-Tang. I can't name one, Blake. I can't name one. I won't do it. Joseph Arson, what's your favorite munchie snack? Mine is graham crackers. Joseph, glad that you like graham crackers. I love dipping my graham crackers in milk. How about that, motherfucker? My favorite munchie snack? Whatever's in the fridge, all in one bowl. (laughs) Darius L. Dews. He just says boobs. No question, just boobs. I just gave him a like. Giuseppe Forbin. Man, y'all got some creepy names. Giuseppe, that's my dad's name. Do you have a fan mail address? I do, Giuseppe, and I will send it to you. Um, I I just got a fan mail address. Yeah, I did. I wonder if I have it someplace. 
I'll have to find it and, and I'll, I'll let you guys know if you want to send me stuff. I, I love shit. Send me stuff. I've gotten a lot of great things from you guys throughout the years, including AIDS. And AIDS may be my favorite gift that you guys have ever given me. <laughs> okay. I give you the gift of laughter. You guys me- give me the gift of AIDS. One more hit before we get out of here. Next week, we're going to watch Showgirls together. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but next week is a movie companion, and we're going to watch so- Showgirls with a, one of my friends who's going to co-host. Hopefully, Chris Frangiola is available. We're trying to get him on. And uh, and then maybe next week I can announce what my new podcast is going to be. <laughs> I can't wait. Please, please share Sharp Tongue Podcast with your friends. Rate and review Send me messages, uh, com for shows. If you want to go to any of my shows, send me a message at sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, let me know what show you want to go to. You may win free tickets. Also, uh, don't forget to find me on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, <laughs> Snapchat. Derek is on Snapchat. If you guys haven't gone to my Snapchat, it is live. Derek is doing his model steps. Um, he just loves being a model. He loves telling you guys how to be a model. He is a special, special professional model. So if you want to learn how to, on, you want to learn how to become a professional model, go to my Snapchat page. He 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 gives you steps every day. Sometimes there's ten steps in one day. Sometimes he just feels like doing one step in one day. He's a very busy person. And. As always, to find me on all the all the social medias, it's just my name, Jesse May Peluso, J E S S I M A E P E L U S O. This weed is amazing, Honey Bear Farms weed, man. Tell him I sent ya. Tell him Jesse May sent ya. You guys are dope, man. Have a lovely evening. Treat each other well, okay? Open the door for somebody tomorrow. I hope this podcast got you through work. Hope you got it through whatever pain you're going through hope it got you through your relationship breakup or a death or illness anything man i hope it got you through something and and if nothing crazy's going on then you're lucky and i'm glad you're with me all right y'all i'll check you next week being baby scared of watching this movie this kung fu movie it's it's so bad it's so <laughs> it's called uh the station is r-e-e-l-z i don't know if you get that uh, oh where you are I don't know if you do. I got the direct TV. I don't know what you have, but uh, this thing is hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's actually, I think it's been 12, 25 guys got killed so far. <laughs> Look at this Japanese or this Korean Kung Fu guys. He doesn't have a gun. He just kill them all. <laughs> He's killing them all. It's, it's, it's so, so fucking funny, I'm telling you. I love these movies. They're funny. All right, see if you can get that station. I don't know if you're going to get it. It's called, um, hang on a minute. <laughs> Kiss of the Dragon is a movie. It's on direct TV on a AUD, where is it now? AUDHD, whatever the hell that is. Well, if it's ever on, watch it. It's called, uh, Kiss of the Dragon. <laughs> you laugh your, you laugh your twat off. <laughs> Tell Peter to watch it. Oh, I might not watch two hours. All right, I love you. Bye. <laughs>
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.